adventure through a wasteland twisted by dark magic, undead monsters, and contagious insanity where life and death are no longer opposites, but a spectrum of cruelties. Emerging from the dregs, an old king makes one final attempt to save his realm. Today's episode is brought to you by the newest project of Lee Ellis, author of the Kill Dash series, God Blood is a grim, dark short story with the audio runtime of two hours available on Audible and a digital print available for those that prefer reading. This exciting adventure is available now. But parents beware, it's not for the faint of heart. Stay tuned after the episode for an exclusive audio clip of God Blood. Welcome to the Nerdy Old Men Podcast. The greatest nerd, geek, and pop culture podcast in history. With your host, Redneck Wes. He keeps screwing up, people. And that old bald man, Chad. Come on, man. This is a fun place. Don't be a Hey, all you awesome nerds. It's the Nerdy Old Men Podcast. I'm co-host Redneck Wes. The old bald man, Chad, is with me as always. Hey, buddy. How's it going? Doing good. You? Oh, man. I'm doing great. And... We all love comics. We're talking comics today. And uh, especially horror comics I've really gotten into recently. So You have, yes. And uh, we've, we've, we've got a new guest on the show. He's never been on the show before. Uh, George McHale is author of Cover of Darkness. And uh, we've got him on the line today. He's, he's, he's gracious enough to give us some time. He's coming and, all the way from Canada. George, uh, how are you, buddy? Hey, I'm great. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. We really do appreciate you. You, you are officially the... Um, the guest that's geographically the furthest away from us yes. that we've had. So, <laughs> so congratulations, sir. We appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, you, it, George is so gracious to, to let us get a, a little preview of, of his book. And, man, I, I dig it. It's fun. I, I, I like it. I love the artwork on it. Um, and so, George, tell us a little bit about your story, Cover of Darkness. Uh, okay, so Cover of Darkness is like Game of Thrones meets Universal Monsters. It's about a family in medieval Romania. They get separated from each other. Oh, no, right? And yeah. they encounter <laughs> vampires, werewolves, uh, the mummy, creature from the Black Lagoon, and uh, a steampunk Atlantean version of Frankenstein. Oh, um, so oh kind of like a horror. I, I, I got to take a pause for a minute. That's awesome. <laughs> that okay. is super I cool. like steampunk stuff, George. I, I've done some steampunk uh, uh, cosplay. As a matter of fact, I've got stuff sitting over here in the corner of my room that's steampunk. So y- you got me hooked there, man. I can't wait to see that. I'm sorry to, to interrupt you. Carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like we were trying to think, like, who would have the technology to reanimate a corpse? Well, maybe the Atlanteans could. And so we went with, like, this kind of steampunk vibe for the Atlanteans. And, uh, yeah, it's something that's fun about the story is we kind of jump around through different time periods and uh, like our, our werewolves, our Vikings, uh, just kind of putting new twists on the, on the classic horror lore. That's really cool. Man. Well, the visuals were, were great and I, I, I enjoyed the story and I'm like, I can't wait to get, you know, my hands on this book. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Cause it hooked me like instantly. Right. So what, uh, what was your inspiration for, for writing this title, George? Uh, when I was like, Six. I got left alone with uh, Monster Squad on VHS. I was my babysitter one night. Yeah, and <laughs> it just scared the snot out of me. Like I was just running around, like I didn't know what to do with myself. Uh, just seeing these 
kind of classic monsters for the first time. And it kind of started like just a bit of a love hate relationship with the, those baddies. And, uh, I, I just, I wanted that shared universe of monsters for a long time, you know, and the, the dark universe, universal dark universe never really took off. And so I just thought, you know, I'll, I'll create it myself. And, uh, and actually, I have a co-writer on the book. So, me and uh, my cousin uh, Chris Cam, uh, we we kind of plotted this thing out, and we reimagined all the classic monsters, put our own take on them, and uh, and that's half of each book. And the other half of the book is our family's adventure, and they're on a collision course with those monsters. Um, yeah, so just really wanting to see, you know, vampires and werewolves and. Uh, creature from the Black Lagoon all kind of interact with each other is, is kind of where this started. I, I love that because uh, I know growing up at the school we went to, they had the, the Universal Monster movie books, and it was it would tell the story of, of the, the classic Universal Monsters, but it would give you behind the scenes because I love the Creature of the Black Lagoon. I'm so glad that you've got him in and it you know gave behind the scenes how they did stuff and that was always one of my favorite series of books and then the fact that you you've got them all interacting in you know one title i think is great so kudos on that yeah that's that's pretty awesome is this um is this your first uh uh, going into uh comic writing uh no i've uh, i've had other books um but uh, this is my second book uh, published and uh, yeah, I'm psyched to be working with SourcePoint Press. They do a lot of uh, horror comics uh, uh, and and have a, a pretty good fan base in this genre. Yeah, we we've been really impressed with their stuff too because one of the friends of the show is a, is a local guy, Rich Davis, and he does Cult of Dracula. And uh, it, it I'm really impressed with that publishing company and and it's super excited to uh, to get a hold of your book too. So. Uh, you know, so can you give us a, maybe a little bit of a, a, I don't know, maybe a synopsis or a teaser on the family that's involved in, in your story? Uh, sure. So uh, there's a, a mom, uh, her two daughters, and she has twin shape-shifting nephews, and those boys can turn into animals. That's sweet. <laughs> uh, which is really fun because you get, like, gorillas <laughs> fighting werewolves. We got a one scene where we've got, like, a polar bear taking on yetis. Oh, that's uh, cool. And, uh, <laughs> and the story essentially asks, like, how far would you go to find your family? Because the, like, these, these characters get separated from each other, and, and we follow each one of them, and they're trying to reunite with each other. And uh, they're just, they have to overcome just uh, insane obstacles and, and, you know, like these monsters that they never knew existed. Like, they've been kind of blind to the world of the, of, the supernatural outside of these, like the shapeshifters, which are just, they've just accepted as part of their that's family. Kinda, they don't, yeah, that's just they've normal. never seen any of this stuff before. Yeah, that's normal, but <laughs> all this other stuff isn't. And what's fun too is like, when I think of like these kind of classic monsters, I think kind of like medieval times, you know, like castles and yeah. torches and pitchforks. And, and, and at the same time, when I think fantasy, I think medieval times as well. And that was part of the, the, the thought of like putting these uh, two genres together. So in addition to the monsters, we also have like goblins and orcs and dragons showing up in the series as well. Okay. I got, I got to ask you, um, were you a fan of like 
like Dungeons and Dragons growing up, and and because I know that's when we play, Chad and I play. Yeah, we're kind of in that medieval sort of setting. Was that an influence on you, or did you play at all? No, I hadn't ever played uh, Dungeons and Dragons. Um, no, it was more like uh, Lord of the Rings, okay, Game of Thrones, these sorts of things. Yeah, yeah. and that that's you, you get that feel from some of this to it, and. I wanted to talk about the artwork and your artist and how, what all you, um, how you imparted your story to them because I, I love the. Feel. There's some really. Uh, we we've got one of your uh, your images up here uh, on on our screen right now, and uh, one of your baddies is is choking a dude out right here, and it, it's just really cool and really dark, and so kind of walk us through uh, the creative process on that. All right, so that's uh, our artist. His name is MJ Hiblin, and that guy's nuts. He's just, he's got such a kinetic energy to his artwork. And what's, what's really, I don't know, insane about how he works is he doesn't even use like a pencil or a stylus. He does all that with his finger on his iPad. Really? And oh. I've seen videos. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he just moves like a man possessed. Like, yeah, he's like really, really quickly kind of, and it gives it like a real gritty, uh, you know, like kinetic energy to the artwork that, uh, and, and it's, it fits the, the horror genre really well. Uh, I just reached out to him. He's, he's from the UK. I followed him on Instagram. He has like, uh, 250,000 followers on Instagram. So I was like, well, this guy loves monsters. And uh, I actually talked to him recently. Like we've been working on this book for three years and I'd never talked to him on the phone until just like last month. And, uh, and he he said that this was his dream job. You know, when he was a kid growing up, he loved the Universal Monsters and the Hammer Monsters. And just um, to be able to draw monsters for a living is just, you know, he's uh, over the moon about it. So y'all really fit good together then. So I'm, I'm guessing there, do you, do you have to tell him, say, well, I want this, or y'all like, kind of sending messages back and forth and you're, you're kind of on the same page and you're like, I know what he's going to give me. If that makes any sense. It's like, you know, can you, is there a lot of back and forth as far as, well, I want him to look like this or, you know, I want, you know, you know, this is the tone that I'm setting for the story or, or do you just kind of let him go wild? Well, so Crystal and I like, uh, jam on our stories, uh, and, and we write them together. We have this thing planned out for, there's, three six issue miniseries. So we've got 18 issues all together in the main series of the, of it plotted. And, and we did that like back in 2018, um, putting this thing together. Uh, Crystal and I are cousins and, uh, we grew up together and, uh, yeah, just over like family camping trips and different holidays. We'd sit at the table and just, you know, we'd get out like the a poster board and a bunch of little posted notes and, and map out our whole book and, and we knew we wanted to do kind of new takes on the monsters. So then uh, we'll send our scripts to MJ Hiblin and he'll send us back character designs and layouts just so that we kind of understand his vision based on what, based off of our script, how he sees it. And once we're all kind of uh, agreed on how the characters should look and, and how the pages should be laid out, then he goes into his final, uh, line art and colors and he does everything he does the colors too wow yeah i mean they, it looks really cool i i, I we're, we're, i'm just flipping through the pages here on the screen and 
and and I and I love it, and and you really get um, it's it's neat, man. These uh, these modern artists and how good they do it with um, the imagery and how how it really we get it, that sense of movement. Well, it, di- it. it dives into it. I mean, the the the, the page here with all of the the werewolves uh, around these folks, yeah. and yeah. That's, I mean, it's frightening. You, you, you can see the fear in their eyes, like this girl's eyes, and and that's just really neat, man. And and I know that, that had to be what you were imagining in your head when you were developing the story is how this this imagery is here. Yeah, well, it's even better, you know. Like it just it, it feels like a painting, but like a comic book too. I don't know. It's it, I, I'm really happy with the art and how it's come together working with him, and, and we've been jamming with with MJ for three years now. We're almost done the second miniseries right now. So we're well ahead of the game. So the book's going to be coming out every month, like no problem. Uh, that's that's awesome. Now, is that going to be something that we can go down to our local comic shop and, and ask for and pick up? Or like give us some, some information on that. Like how can we get your work? Yeah, well, the best thing to do is to, to ask your comic book store to bring it in for you. Because uh, the, thing, the thing with the comic book stores right now it's like you know the margins are tight so they're ordering what they know they can sell so if you just go into the store hoping it's going to be there it may not be there so the the best thing to do is to, to say hey like this cover darkness book you know sounds cool looks cool um can you bring it in for me and then they'll order it in uh and it'll be waiting for you uh, yeah that's the, that's the best thing to do now on the um i guess the the media copy that you that you sent us the uh, the front page is black one it's got the you know the title and, and your name and chris's name and everybody on here but in the uh, the background of it you've got that image and i won't give too much of it away but it's it's the baddie in the book for this particular book is that is that kind of the way you, you roll through each of the episodes is you're gonna you kind of have an image on the front there like that yeah yeah Absolutely. Well, we've got two covers for the series as well. We have like a cover A by our series artist MJ Hiblin. Yeah. And then we've also got uh, like legendary like Batman and Nightwing artist uh, Scott McDaniel doing covers for us too. And those are a cover B that you can just uh, order into your store. They're not like a, they're not like a rare exclusive. Like you, know, you can just ask them ask them to bring that cover B in for you. So that was kind of a dream working with the, one of my favorite artists that worked on Batman doing these covers for us that's that's got to be so much fun i mean just to be able to to, to do that because i mean this is obviously something that you've got a passion for you've been working on it for a while and to see it come to fruition has to be very rewarding for you yeah no it's it's amazing like uh i grew up loving comics you know uh, if you had asked like you know 10 year old george what he wants to do when he grew up i would have said I want to be a comic book artist. I, cause I loved to, I used to love to draw so much. And I was always at the table. I had a copy of how to draw comics, the Marvel way by John B. Yes. I know and that book. I wore that book out, dude. <laughs> that's so awesome, man. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's great. Yeah. Get just drawing it. It's exciting to talk to folks. And it's one of the things we like to do is talk to folks that, uh, have just jumped out and went after their dreams and, did something that they're passionate about and it's obvious that 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 you are so um because wes and i are new to your work and we're excited about this so tell me like the i guess the the chronological history of of your books is this the the first publication that people can get a hold of of george's stuff or is or do you have older stuff or or what 
Yeah, I have another series. Uh, it's called Resilient. That was my first published book, and that was put out by Absolute Comics Group. Uh, it just came out in September so uh, of 2021. And uh, issue two is uh, getting ready to be released. They're going to be doing a Kickstarter, I think, next month um, for issue two, and then it'll be in stores uh, later in the year. Um, Resilience is a story about a judo teacher that loses her arms in a demining expedition in Cambodia. Uh, she, through a series of events, she gets like a, these cybernetic prosthetics, uh, like these like pink robot mecha arms. Uh-huh. And her husband has a sordid past. That's like the worst kind of past. It catches up to him. And it's up to her to take her arms, take her katana, and go rescue her man. Uh, so you got awesome. lots of like blood and guts and kung fu in that in that book. Uh, but really, it's a story about like getting knocked down and picking yourself back up again. Um, so that was my first published work. Uh, I'm super proud of it. I can't wait for the rest of the series to be released. Um, yeah, so uh, if you look for that on Kickstarter uh, in February, it'll be up there. All right, awesome. And in Cover of Darkness is going to be out. I mean, we need to go to our uh, our local comic book stores and 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 ask for it, and uh, and and that's how we can get a hold of it. Yeah, right? well, you, you know, like issue one, issue one comes out on uh, January nineteenth, so like this Wednesday here, so right away. Um, so you can go in and uh, and see if it's there. Uh, bigger comic book stores in uh, bigger cities should have uh, have some copies, but you're going to want to get in there quick before they're before they're gone. Okay, everybody that's listening, you go to your local comic book store and you ask for this book and you help this gentleman out. Yeah. It, I, I'm telling you, I'm I'm digging this. It, it uh, yeah, and I like source point press stuff anyway, and and this is right along lines with it. So, you know, so <clears throat> when you're thinking back, you know that 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 kid, that young George that, that was drawn out of that Marvel book, I would assume that you're a Marvel guy, but you may like some other stuff too. So, what what are some of like uh, well-known influencers in the comic book world uh, for you? Uh, well, I love Brian Michael Bendis' uh, writing. Uh, I love his style, the uh, decompressed uh, um, writing. Uh, Kevin Smith, uh, filmmaker, comic book writer, is a big influence for me. Um, I just love his story, you know, kind of getting after it and making his dreams happen. Yeah. He... Uh, you know, he funded his first movie with, you know, I think $28,000 on his credit cards. He filmed it with, you know, friends and, you know, it's his, uh, the convenience store that he worked at, the video store that he worked at, he just made a movie, you know, and he just made it happen. And, you know, for, for myself, uh, you know, I didn't start making comics until I was, you know, 36. Like I, there's a lot of years where I was just afraid to put myself out there. Um, creatively a fear of rejection and these sorts of things. And so, um, just finally deciding to do it and to get after it was the biggest hurdle. And ever since then, it's been, it's been going pretty smoothly. Like just, you know, make your books. And, and, uh, I got out there selling at, at conventions. I did 18 shows in 2019. Last year I was able to do 12 shows. Um, uh, so just getting out and, and selling your books. And like, I was at some of the biggest shows last year. Like Toronto, New York, San Diego, uh, getting tables and selling books. Uh, the partnership with SourcePoint Press has helped a lot with that too, as far as getting approved into those bigger shows. But yeah, just just making it happen has been it's been a blast. And Kevin Smith was a big influence on that. Right, that's awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. 
you're right, Kevin Smith. That's a heck of a story to just just bootstrap that thing, you know. And and has never the one thing about him. I guess he's one of those guys where whether you like him or you don't, or you like his projects or you don't, you got to respect the fact that he just did it on his own. And and, and it sounds like you you've done that thing too. You've went out, threw yourself out there, and, and got after it. And you know what would. Uh, what would you say to someone? I'm sure we've got a listener out there that might want to go after you know, an artistic, a development dream like this. I mean, what, what would you, what would you tell them? Um, you can do it. Like, you know, all the, all the information's out there. Like, you know, I, I think there's like this uh, vibe or, or opinion of like, it's talent, it's talent, it's talent. I think it's dedication. You know, like if you're, uh, if you're, if you're focused on your goal, you can, you can make it happen. I, I, I don't know. I kind of equate like, uh, making comic books to doing like a home renovation. Like, I don't know how to pile a backsplash, but I think I could figure it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's uh, a big part of it is having an objective eye. So you, know, you teach yourself how to do it. And then, um, you know, be aware that, Hey, maybe I didn't do it right. Or maybe I didn't do it perfect. And look at it objectively stand back from your work and, and then if it's not done right take it down and start over again um i think that that's a big part of it is is being able to evaluate your own stuff so you know you can teach yourself how to do these things and if you're critical of your stuff and you're willing to put in the work to do it again and do it again until it's right you know you can make this happen it's, yeah. this is a doable thing just like tiling a backsplash is a doable thing you just got to go after it and not give up. I like that, man. I like that. And, you know, yeah. and that I, we get that sort of um, vibe and answer from other uh, folks like you that <clears throat> have just decided to go after this kind of stuff. And and that's awesome, man. Um, but, but yeah, that's cool. Let me ask you this. You know, I did just, try. You know, so when I, when, go ahead, sir. Sorry. When I, I did try and do the art myself yeah. uh, when I first, uh, when I first started like, okay, I'm going to do this. And I put my mind to it and I spent like six months writing my first, my first script. And, uh, I got it to a point where I was really happy with it. And then I sat down to draw it and my art skills had just eroded to nothing because I hadn't yeah. kept up with them for, you know, 20 years. And so I sat down to do it and I was just like, it just, I became aware that like, it's going to take me forever to get my art skills up to a level where I would be happy with it. And for me, I'd rather just, okay, I need, I need professional help. I need to hire somebody to help me yeah. with this. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to spend, you know, five years teaching myself how to draw. I want to, I, you know, I want to get into this now. So, well, right. I mean, and uh, you can, and you can, you, know, you can focus on what I guess is your gift to the project, which is the writing, the part. creativeness of the writing of it. Yeah. And and I just from looking at the book, you you found a good artist for it. I, I guarantee that. Mm. So that that really knows your vision and can put it on on the pages, and that's awesome. So you know what I, I yeah. love I love the story. I love how you're incorporating all of these famous iconic. Well, I love Universal the shared monsters. universe. Yeah, I so love cool, that, dude. I just dig that. And Man, you got a, it, you've got a steampunk Frankenstein. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. But you know, I know. I mean, these these characters are probably like your kids or whatever. But uh, you know what? Not just your book, not your ideas, but looking back at all these Universal monsters or just any monsters in general, man. What can? What is like your favorite one? I do like vampires. I just I think they're 
kind of cool, you know, like they're, they got their capes and they got some style to them and yeah. they're, you know, kind of, I don't you know, I, they got a I, swagger, I like don't they? And, uh, <laughs> they do. And, and with us, uh, we, I, I like in some versions of vampires, they can control animals. Uh, like they can, they can make animals do things. And I thought like that was really cool. So we wanted to incorporate that. And I like the Nosferatu style vampires and it's so underutilized and in media, you just don't see it enough. And it's such a cool design, you know, with the bald head and the pointy ears. And yeah, so we went for that as well too. And we gave it a reason for why they look like that as opposed to the more polished, <laughs> looking vampires, which, so, which yeah, I, liked, I like yeah. vampires a lot. Well, I know Chad and I both said the same thing. We were talking before the show, and and the image of where the two guys jumped the wall into the cemetery is <laughs> so that, cool. That it was, yeah. I was just like, oh, like that's Nosferatu. Yeah, this, this I, is where we're going with it. It is so cool, and I do like that aspect of it though, because most vampire vampire well, they're very characters you see, slick. They're they're yeah, they're very polished, very cerebral, and that is that one is too, but. It's it's like it's an ugly that, well that that version of a vampire you can see the evil on them yes whereas uh, other type of yeah. vampires you know uh, uh, Bran Stover most of the time or, or uh, Bela Lugosi's version of Dracula you look at them they're very polished it's hidden it's inside mm-hmm. this one is very out there you know still cerebral still smart but it's 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 out there you know you can't hide that. And and that's a pretty cool aspect, man. That was very shocking to flip to that image. I was oh, like, whoa, that was awesome. So I really dig that in the, in the story as well. So, you know, it um, we're very impressed with your work. We're very impressed with how you went after it all and, 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 and decided to do that. Um, we're going to surprise you with what we affectionately call the Nerdy Old Man Rapid Fire Question Session. He did not know this was coming. <laughs> we love to surprise our new ghosts or new ghosts. Uh, ghost maybe a ghost when we're done, but a new, uh, our new guest with this. And what it is, just silly little uh, back and forth question thing where uh, Redneck West and I will ask you a, a very simple question that's uh, totally opinionated. Um, there are no right or wrong there, answers it, it, unless you're wrong. A couple unless you're wrong. Uh, but <laughs> we'll, uh, and we just want your opinion on a couple things. It's all normally nerd geek pop kosher related. So um, just a few of them. And are you ready, sir? Let's do it. All right. Ready or not, Let's, here we go. Let's begin. Okay, we'll, we'll start off something something easy. Uh, Star Wars or Star Trek? I love you know, I would have said that. Star Trek, but lately Star Wars Star Wars is, uh, is starting to kill it with the TV shows. You, they've made so, a comeback. I, I know yes. Star Wars. Yep, yep. I, I, that is, a, yes, yes, sir. <laughs> that is the correct answer because you're all right with the new stuff. So uh, let's say you've got to, uh, you got to enlist. You got to enlist in GI Joe or Cobra. Who's it going to be? Uh, I I'm going with GI Joe. Come Yo on, Joe. Right. <laughs> I, tend, I tend to like the bad guys myself, but Wes is is, is goody douches over yes, here. Yes, I so. am. Okay, th- this was a new one that uh, that that we was suggested on on our last episode. Yes. But um, if you were a Dungeons and Dra- Dungeons and Dragons character, what would your alignment be? Lawful good. Chaotic evil. Oh, guys. I don't know. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm sorry, guys. Lawful good it is. Yeah, lawful, no lawful good it is. No. no, it's, no that, that's fair. That's I fair. wanted to throw that one Every out. Every now and then we stump 
we stump folks. Every now and then we stump folks. So that's a good one. Let's see. Okay. You're you're a comic book guy, so you can be good with you. I love this one. You're on a four-hour car ride. Your radio does not work. You have no cell phone reception. You must be riding with either a superhero or supervillain. Who is that character? Uh, I think Spider-Man's pretty fun to hang out and talk with. Right? He's got some he, jokes. He's mouthy. <laughs> yes, he I think that's a good answer. I that, like that'd that. be a fun ride. That I would mean, be a fun ride. That's true. And you could get I'd you like to be in, like, do you remember the... Do you remember the Spider-Man car? He had like the dune buggy or yes. something. Yeah, yeah. Can we, yeah, can we could, ride that? He, he could drive you. Imagine calling an Uber and he picks you up like that. And going on the sides <laughs> of the wall and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it would be good. Let's do a couple more, Wes. Okay, well, uh, what was your favorite Saturday morning cartoon growing up? And it doesn't have to be Saturday morning, uh, but, you know, just your favorite cartoon growing up. Yeah, Batman the Animated Series. Ooh, absolutely. That's there, there is no wrong answer with that one. That is one of the best shows ever. It really is. I, I love that. It was well written. It, it, it wasn't a um, a fluffy, you know, throwaway yep. kid show. I mean, yep. there, there, it, it was really well written. Okay, my last one, George, is Masters of the Universe or Thundercats? Ooh, Thundercats. Oh, <laughs> you have just killed Chad because he is—he is a big uh, Motu fan. Uh, I'm sitting here looking at the wall. Of hey, all these figures not, not everybody can be right all the time. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay, what, George, let's, let's bring us home. This is the hardest, most difficult, and possibly most controversial question that we ask. Yeah, get ready. Does pineapple go on a pizza? Yeah, it does. Woo! Yes. I like it. <laughs> hey man thanks for playing along with our little game we love to do that that's 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 fun stuff and and uh and we always we always get our our new guests on that so i again man we love your we love your work we're super excited about it um pretty sure at least one of our local comic stores will We'll carry your book because um, their owner is a, a source point guy as well, so I'm sure they will. But um, I know actively we will go out and, and talk to our folks uh, locally that we have associations yeah. with. In, yeah, in, Nirvana in, Comics, right? Yeah, Nirvana yes. Comics, yeah. But we'll go to our other places around here too and talk about that. And we and we have listeners up there with, where you're at in Canada. We've got them uh, Russia, India, and all over the, the United States. So everybody out there, but go out and, and check out uh, – cover of darkness uh by george and, and it's a good it's good stuff so give us again maybe give us uh websites all other the things like that stuff. so that people can go and learn more about your uh, your project here yeah on uh, instagram i'm uh, comic book george uh i've also got uh, a youtube channel it's called inside comics that talk about how to make comics and you can see interviews with the artists and my co-writer and and lots of other people who make comic books. Mostly just me trying to figure out how to do it. I'm <laughs> make comics myself, but there's lots of helpful information on there. So yeah, uh, those are probably the two best ways. So Instagram at Comic Book George and uh, Inside Comics, my YouTube channel. Outstanding. Oh, that's great stuff. George, buddy, we really appreciate you uh, coming on and sharing your story with us and, and your book. So like we just said, go to those uh, social medias and um, and check follow his stuff. And, check and, us out. Subscribe to his YouTube page, his Instagram, all that kind of stuff. And, and go ask your local comic book store to get 
cover of darkness. And, uh, and, and you guys are going to love it just as much as we did when we, when we started reading it. So until next time, you know, we've had uh, Mr. George McHale with us. This is the Old Ball Man Chad with Redneck West. Yeehaw. God blood. He came up for Rogot's belly. He parried, elbowed Garagot in the teeth, then slammed him into a tree. Through the tree, and out the other side, and into the dirt. Splinters fell all round, and the severed tree came falling, crushing a giant mushroom to the earth. Garagot kicked Rogot, and he went soaring, flipped backwards and crashed down twenty paces away. The mushroom king was up and after him. Rogot grabbed his axe, pulling up a handful of leaves with it, and leapt to his feet. Their weapons collided, and they were at it again, snarling, hacking, shoving, and punching, god blood thumping in their veins. Garagot thrusted the flat side of his blade hard against Rogot's axe, pressed him back, then shoved a crust-covered finger deep into Rogot's ear. <laughs>